Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Arson the Science Guy podcast, episode number two. And I have some very exciting news to share with you today. But before we begin, the topic of today's conversation is sugar. Well, sugar itself is a great molecule because it gives us energy. It's one of the most primary ways for us to acquire energy for our bodies. But the reason why it's important, especially in our community in the United States, is because we consume too much sugar. Excessive sugar consumption in Americans has shown that the number of cardiovascular events, such as heart attacks, has increased within the past five years. Excessive sugar consumption can cause atherosclerotic plaques. It is also, among many other reasons, a huge contributor to the incidence of diabetes in our country. If you've ever watched the news or listened to podcasts or read articles about healthy eating, you must have heard limit your sugar consumption. For healthy individuals, it's a great thing. And understanding the importance of this health pandemic that we live in that has to do with excessive sugar consumption, FDA has made a very important step towards preventing it. I, as well as health experts, have been talking about this for a long time. And finally, FDA has given in. And today they've announced that they require nutrition facts labels on packaged foods and drinks to include the percent daily value of the sugar that's listed on the nutrition label itself. In my eyes, this is a very important step forward, and this will make it easier for you and I, and an average consumer, to make informed choices about our diet. So now that we know all of this, let's break everything down. And I think whether you knew about sugar or you are completely new, this information will be very useful to you. But before we move on, I just have to tell you that this is not a health advice. Before making any changes to your diet, please consult with your physician. So the glucose molecule that's part of sugar is an essential molecule that's used by our brain, by our cells, to power the cell. We get sugar from carbohydrates, as well as consuming just straight sugar. The important molecule in carbohydrates and sugars that powers our cells is called the glucose. You've probably heard about that one. Think of glucose as gas that you put in your car, with the only difference is that your car actually burns these carbohydrates to power the engine, but we do the same thing, the same burning, but in our cells. It's a chemical burning process. It is crazy to me how these two processes are so similar, and whether we power our cars with fuel, which is also hydrocarbons, we do the same thing. In our bodies as well. So you consume sugar or carbohydrates. It gets into your stomach, and then it gets in your bloodstream. On a cellular level, what happens with these carbohydrates or sugar molecules? They get stripped down to their integral parts. Our cells are programmed and have specific chemicals to break down the glucose molecule and its backbone into energy. When the glucose molecule enters your cells. It goes through three processes. The first one is glycolysis, then the Krebs cycle, also called the Citric cycle, and finally the electron transport chain, where the most amount of energy is actually created from that sugar backbone. The final product of three of these processes is called ATP, adenosine triphosphate. 
think of ATP as the energy currency of your body. Almost every cell in our body depends on this ATP molecule to survive and power itself. So no matter what happens, whether you use the energy or you don't, this energy gets converted from carbohydrates and sugars down to ATP. All of the excess energy gets stored in your body in form of glycogen. And if there's too much glycogen, then you store everything as fat. You see where I'm coming from. Now let's summarize everything. So you eat your carbohydrates or sugars, then they turn into energy. If there's excess energy in your body, or if you eat too much sugar or carbohydrates, this energy doesn't go away anywhere. Your body has an amazing ability to store this energy in form of fat. In the middle between the usable ATP energy and fat, there's glycogen. The reason why we have glycogen in the middle is because glycogen is very easily broken down into simple sugars, which then go through the process that I've explained and turn into ATP. So that glycogen is actually stored in your body and the organ that stores the glycogen is the liver. The glycogen is basically a whole bunch of simple sugars attached to each other, kind of like a tree, like a tree branch. So as your body runs out of sugar in your bloodstream, it'll go and actually cut out these branches and use them for energy. So how much sugar can you have? Well, before we go on to this, here's a word from our sponsor. Welcome back, and let's continue talking about how much sugar can you have. Let's make two distinctions. There are two types of sugars. There's total sugars and there's added sugars. Total sugars include sugars naturally present in many nutritious foods and beverages, such as sugar in milk and fruits, as well as any added sugars that may be present in the product. Remember, there is no daily value for total sugars because no recommendation has been made for the total amount of sugar you can eat in a day. Yes, I know, it sounds kind of weird, but the FDA does not have a recommendation for the maximum amount of total sugar you can have with the products that you eat. One of the reasons why I think this is the case is that it's really difficult to trace the total number, the total amount of sugar that you have with the products that you eat, such as milk and fruits. Although I think with the current technology, if you were to log out all the foods that you have, it's very plausible to find out how much sugar you've had with, again, milk, fruits, or the bread that you've had. So, as we said, there are two types of sugars, total sugars and added sugars. So now we know that total sugars don't have a maximum daily value. Let's talk about added sugars. What are these? And here's a definition from FDA. Added sugars include sugars that are added during the processing of foods, such as sucrose or dextrose, or food packaged as sweeteners, such as table sugar, sugars from syrup and honey, and sugars from concentrated fruit or vegetable juices. Basically, these products do not include naturally occurring sugars that are found in milk, fruits, and vegetables. So now we've learned that there's a limit to the number of added sugars that you can have with the products that you consume. How much is it? Well, the daily value for added sugars is 50 grams as per FDA per day, based on a 2,000 calorie diet. 
And the reason why this is significant is because for most Americans, the main source of added sugars are sugar-sweetened beverages, such as Coke, Pepsi, juices, and baked goods also, as well as desserts and sweets. And I think you're going to agree with me if I said that a lot of us consume a lot of these things, like beverages, baked goods, desserts, and sweets. Even the regular sugar that you add in your coffee is also considered added sugars. So who knew that, right? If you knew this, great. If you're new to this information, I'm very happy that you're listening to this podcast. So again, what do we have? We have total sugars, which are not counted, and we have added sugars that are counted. And the limit, according to the FDA, is 50 grams per day. Going forward, on the nutrition labels, the nutrition facts labels that you would see on your foods, you're going to see, for example, under total carbohydrates, you're going to see total sugars, say 25 grams. And then you can also see a label that says includes 23 grams of added sugars. But now, on the right side of that, you will see a percentage. This percentage is based on a 50 gram recommendation per day. To many people until now, this number would not say anything because there was not a percentage attached to it. And now when you consume foods or beverages, like Coke for example, you're going to look at the nutrition label and you're going to see that that can of Coke hypothetically contains 50 grams of sugar, which is a very close number to the real number. And you will know that this single can of Coke, which by the way contains two servings, will fulfill 100% of your daily maximum. Knowing this, it's probably easy to understand why is it that there's a lot of obese people in the United States and why do a lot of people suffer from diabetes, cardiovascular disease, not considering lifestyle or genetic predispositions or many other factors. Excessive consumption of sugar is one of the worst offenders when it comes to these diseases. So having this information in mind, you'll probably ask yourself, why do manufacturers add so much sugar in our products? And the answer is simple. They just try to make the products taste better, just so we can buy them and consume them. And by the way, now the new nutrition labels can help you compare and choose the foods that are lower in added sugars. So I would encourage you to check the labels to see if the food has low or high added sugar content. And how would you do that? If the label says 5% of daily value of sugar or less, this is a low source of added sugars. If it's 20% of daily value or more, this is a high source of added sugars. Here's another thought. We've said that there's added sugars, which you should consume according to FDA 50 grams of per day, and there's total sugars. Now the total sugars are the ones that come with the product, and the reason why they're not so harmful is because the products that you consume, for example, apples, they also contain sugars, but, but you consume these sugars in conjunction with the fiber that comes with the apple, assuming that you don't juice the apple, which is probably not a good idea because you lose a tremendous amount of fiber. And as we know, fiber, fiber doesn't only slow down the transit time of food through your stomach, which means more nutrients are getting absorbed, but it also doesn't allow for a lot of sugar to be absorbed into your intestine. And this is why it's recommended to never drink your calories but to eat your calories. 
because a when you juice your fruits for example you tend to juice a little too much so you consume an excessive amount of calories that come with two or three apples but if you were to just eat an apple you will not only receive the fiber that comes with the apple but you will also probably not consume two apples in a row which will reduce your total caloric intake you will then feel full and probably not consume too many calories which will then not lead you to be obese or have any complications that are associated with obesity and high sugar consumption. Does this mean that you need to give up added sugars? Before I answer, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Welcome back. So, do you need to give up added sugars? So, the dietary guidelines for Americans states that a limited amount of added sugars can be included as part of the overall healthy eating pattern. That includes healthy choices from each of the mite plate groups and these are vegetables, fruits, grains, dairy and protein foods as well. It is very important to remember that added sugars is just one piece of the information on the labels. And the reason why this is important is because you not only have to look at the amount of calories that you consume, you also have to be aware of the amount of saturated fat that you consume, the amount of cholesterol that you consume the amount of protein and carbohydrates. Let's run through these real quick and I'll have a separate episode that explains all of this. But let's start from total fats. Normally there's a stigma associated with fats and people say you should not consume so much. But remember, phospholipids. This is what basically makes up the outside shell of our cell that protects everything from the outside from going inside and it creates an environment on the inside of the cell that's different from what's on the outside. This is how all the chemicals inside your cell stay inside the cell and do what they have to do. This is how your DNA is protected inside your cell from everything else. And I think that the name kind of gives it away. Phospholipid bilayer. It contains lipids. You get lipids from fats. You also get hormones made from these fats as well. We have thousands of hormones that do different things in our bodies. Growth hormone, cortisol are just an example of that. The thyroid hormones, the sex hormones. Imagine not eating enough fat and not producing the stuff that your cells are made of and not producing those hormones. Sounds like a disaster to me. And fats are also used as a source of energy. Not only carbohydrates and sugars get converted into energy through the glycolysis, the Krebs cycle, and the electron transport chain. Remember, fats and proteins as well have an ability to be converted into energy and access energy from these components such as fats and proteins as well as carbohydrates will lead you to obesity and other related complications. This is the reason why we have FDA have labels on which we have our daily nutrition requirements listed. Now let's talk about proteins. Proteins make up the enzymes. They are also the building blocks for our muscles. And based on the recommendation, the daily requirement for protein has to be around 50 grams. So this is the reason why looking at the ingredients and reading all the information on the Nutrition Facts label can help you make the most informed choices. 
As a future health professional, I believe that we have to have a balanced diet. Any extreme diet for healthy individuals who are trying to lose weight or stay healthy can lead to short-term outcomes such as lost weight. However, the reason why they're kind of frowned upon by the medical community is because they do not present a sustainable way to maintain a healthy body. And I'm really happy that FDA added the maximum daily value for sugar consumption on the labels. An average consumer not knowing anything about whatever we've talked about within the past 15-20 minutes will be able to make an objective decision about the diet that he or she's having just by looking at the percentages. And I'm very happy that you've listened to this podcast. There's going to be much more health information coming up in future episodes. And if you want to know about your toenails, take a listen to the very first episode. For now, I want to thank you very much for your attention and encourage you to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss my future episodes. And if you want to find me on social media, just search for Arson the Science Guy on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and even TikTok, where we are about to reach 400,000 followers. Thank you very much again. And remember, the knowledge is power, and I'm here to empower you. Until next time. Bye.